You are listening to the You Are Techie podcast, episode number 27. Welcome to the You Are Techie podcast, where it's all about growing in your techiness so you can find the tech job of your dreams. And now your host, technology learning coach, Ellen Toomey. This podcast is sponsored by our all-new course, What Tech Job is Right for Me. Visit us at youartechie.com slash start to check out our new course and find what tech job is right for you. Okay, we're going to jump right into 90-day plan to break into tech. I'm really excited about this topic. I know it's going to help a lot of people. I'm going to give you really specific examples, but I want to let you know that it doesn't matter if you use my example or you have your own tech career, you can apply this same principle and strategy, and it's really going to help you because you just want to stay focused and make sure you're learning the right things, and that's how we're going to do this, okay? All right, so the first thing is that we're going to decide on a goal, and I'm not going to go too much into this. You can go back to episode 23 and check out Cut Your Tech Learning Time in Half if you want to go into more detail on how you really need to have a goal and you need to ask yourself again and again, do I need this skill to get hired? So go back and listen to Cut Your Tech Learning Time in Half, episode number 23, youartechie.com slash 23 to get that one. Um, But you do, I am assuming that you have that already decided. And the reason I'm assuming that is if you pick, we're going to talk about specific skills, and if you pick them randomly and they aren't focused, this will not work. So that's an important piece to it. Okay, so what am I talking about? Well, we're going to talk about a learning plan. I always talk about the learning plan, three months to get hired. You know, is that really effective? And um, it's a great strategy for honing and focusing your learning because otherwise we kind of are just flailing and we're unfocused. And so we want to have this learning plan. Well, what does that really mean? What does a learning plan um, consist of? And I that I have a template for this in my What Tech Job is Right for Me um, course. And you can go to youartechie.com slash start for that course and get the template. But you can also just create your own. And so we're going we're gonna to do a 90-day plan, which, it, you know, it's sort of like three months. And I'm going to talk about that. But you want to find your top five to seven skills based on the tech path that you've decided. And those are the skills that most employers are looking for when it comes to that position, okay? So you really, you're going to want to do a little bit of research on LinkedIn, but it's research for learning. It's not for, and you could do it on, um, I'm sorry, Indeed or LinkedIn, whatever works, and um, or The Muse, the, whatever your job search Uh, preferred search tool is. However, when you're searching, you're just searching to find the positions so that you can get the skills off of them. Don't get sucked down into that Indeed desk scroll, okay? You really want to stay focused on just finding those positions that kind of light you up, and then we're going to look at the skills that they have. And if you do that across five job postings, you will find the top five to seven skills that most employers are looking for for that position. So digital marketer or full full stack developer, 
And you'd even want to hone in like full stack JavaScript developer. You want to hone in on the language, right? That would help you really to stay focused. UX designer, really focus on getting the same type of job as opposed to just like full stack developer is a little bit general. If we know the language, we're going to be really specific. Okay. All right. So you want to get five of those. So, and I just want to make a note, you can do the same thing when it comes to freelance and what most people are looking for for that freelance position, okay? One of the biggest challenges with freelance is that the people that employ you, so whether that's your clients or your employers, however you refer to them, if you are doing a great job, which I know you are, they will always want more, Okay, and you might think that's great, <laughs> and then I get paid more. But the line between what you do and what you don't do gets blurried very quickly when someone turns to you to solve their problems, regardless of like the position that you've gone in as. Now, there's really nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going outside of the scope of your services to like do something else as long as you understand the trade-offs. So the trade-offs are that if you're a UX designer and you go to work for a freelance client who asks you to do a lot of project management, that's fine if you're happy doing project management. But when your tenure is up, you need to understand that you gave up that time to grow your UX skills. So if you now go look for another UX freelance position, you may be at a slight disadvantage if you haven't kept those skills up or done all those amazing skills. So again, there's no right or wrong answer here. There are many people who freelance and they kind of like sell themselves as, yeah, I, I do a few different things. So what do you need? And that can work very well for them. But if you are really trying to kind of level up in this one area, I want you to be mindful that freelance work necessarily will put you in that position. And so you need to be ready to say no if something doesn't fit under the skill set that you want. And you need to say no more the further along you go in your career. When you're starting off, if you're like, I just really need a client, that's okay. Then just say yes. And as you grow and you grow your skills, you'll really understand where they fit best. And then if you get really good at one specific area, that's when you can start to charge more because you're adding more value. Okay, enough about freelance plans. Um, I just wanted to make that point because I know some people when I say they're like, I can't find a position on Indeed or LinkedIn or The Muse or The Mom Project. Let me also say The Mom Project. Great place to look. Okay, so you want to trim your plan the most that you can. What do I mean? We don't want to learn everything. We want to learn just what those skills are. So if you're if you're toying between five and seven skills, I would say pick six, which is what I'm going to um, go through here. Pick six for the football fans out there. That's an interception. OK, so if you um, if you are like, no, I really see like seven or eight or nine skills, I want you to prioritize them and still stick to that seven or less number. Remember, you can always add that other skill in, but it's going to distract you. And so. 
And everything I'm going to talk about today, narrow your focus. I mean, what else am I going to talk about, right? But we want to get more specific. So just ask yourself, do I really need this to get hired? And then what can I remove? And then how can I do less work to actually get that skill, right? So I go over all of those in more detail, again, in episode 23, youartechie.com slash 23, cut your tech learning time in half. But this is kind of a an add-on to that. All right. So then now we're going to go into the actual schedule. And as a reminder, you're going to literally make an appointment with yourself by adding a calendar event, a calendar appointment in Google or on your iPhone. It really doesn't matter where your calendar is, but just put it on there. Make an appointment with yourself. You will see that these become just as important as appointments with other people. All right, so we have 90 days. How are we going to how are we going to spread out that learning? Well, if you spread your learning over 5 work days and we have 90 days, that'll give us 18 weeks. You could spread it across 7 calendar days and that's more like 12 weeks. I don't actually recommend that. I think you should take at least one day off per week. Um, But I understand that people are in different circumstances, right? You might be a stay-at-home mom and you might work on the weekends um, when your spouse is home. You might be laid off right now and you're like, oh, no, no, I'm going to work every single day to get hired. Um, Or you might have a job, a full-time job right now, so you just need to um, space your learning out and do do less. And I'm not going to tell you how much time to spend on each of these. I'm only going to tell you that if you do each of these Per day, that's what it will account. You'll get your 90 days. You'll have your skills to get hired. Okay. So for these, for the purposes of this podcast, I am going to use 18 weeks. So we're going to have 18 weeks and we're going to do five days per week. So just adjust it to suit your needs, but that's what we're going to do. And we are going to talk about six job responsibilities that we need to learn. Okay. So, and you might do the math. So I'm saying, 18 weeks, six skills, you might do the math and say, okay, that's three weeks per skill. But there's actually, that's not going to work well for us. Do you know what the problem is with that? I'm going to give you a minute. You know, it's hard for me to be quiet for too long. That's as long as I'm going to give you. Okay. If you don't know, maybe you said this, maybe you didn't. But some of the skills are going to take very little time and others are going to take an enormous amount of time. So in UX design, researching the personas, that takes a good bit of time. But actually putting the personas together, that takes substantially less time. Okay. So also, the other problem with that, the reason we don't want to just do three weeks of this, three weeks of that, is in the beginning, and this is important. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. In the beginning, it's going to take a ton of time. So you, the key is to not feel like you're behind or like you need to catch up. It's just going to take you a while to get started, to get this momentum going. But we need you to get the momentum going as fast as you can because If you go through the entire process, even if it's messy, even if it's not that pretty, you will have much better context as to where to put more time. 
Let me break it down for you. So if you go through the entire UX design process, if you go through the entire development process of developing a small app, if you go through an entire scrum process or an entire marketing campaign for a digital market, a digital marketing campaign, if you go through that in its entirety and you go through that really, really quick, you are going to build a lot of understanding of what a great portfolio will look like, of where you should be spending your time and where you shouldn't. Because when you're new, you don't know how much time you should be spending. So you're spending all this time making these deliverables look amazing, and you don't even know if that's the right way to do it. Now, should your deliverables look amazing? Totally. Yeah, of course. Of course I would say that. But not the first time. And that's the key is that if you get through, say, the entire UX design process and then you come back around and you're like, oh, I know I need to spend a lot of time on this one, but I can spend less time on that one. And for those of you out there who are like, no, 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 I'll just spend all the time. Okay, you're not going to get hired, right? We need, we want to focus on what really will have a big impact. And from my experience and my um, experience teaching this with, with women coming into tech, you do, you do too much. That's what happens all the time. Okay, you do too much. And that's actually just fear. You're trying to overcompensate for your lack of belief in yourself by just doing more. And, and like, I get that extremely. <laughs> I've been there many times, and I fight it every day. So no judgment. But that's what we want to stop. We're all going to work together to stop that to stop doing everything and just do what we need to do to get hired. Okay, so let's let's dive in. This is why I recommend doing a self-selected project, so a project that you pick first, and I, I recommend a real-world project so you get to go through this process, and then I recommend a freelance project, a project that you do for a client, for capital F-R-E-E, free, to help them with um, these new skills that you're trying to build. You go through the entire process through self-selected. Now you have better context for that freelance project. So I will tell you how that applies in this in this 18-week, um, this 90-day plan. Okay, so we want to do the we want to do the process from beginning to end twice in this 90 days. That's what we want to do. Okay, and and I even built in time to work on the portfolio. So that's one important aspect that. I know you want to build your portfolio as you go, and I that is possible. That I recommend that. But you still need to put time in at the end to say pulling those assets together. And I, I know this always feels like it's extra time or why do I have to spend time pulling it all together? But you really need to take that time to step back so you can look at it from a prospective employer's position and say, okay. This one looks good. It looks better in this flow. I mean, you really want to think about it from their perspective. Empathy, right? UX design. Okay. So it's really uncomfortable to move forward through this process because you don't quite understand. You're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just throwing stuff out here. I get that. And actually, that's it's that doing of like throwing stuff out there and then you see what the results are and then you do it again and then you see what the results are by the second or third time, you're like, oh, I kind of know this works and I kind of know this doesn't work. So that's part of it. That's part of it. You're like, uh, that awkwardness of not knowing 
is get you have to get over that and set like, well, I don't know what to do or I'm not going to do it. You have to do it imperfectly. So let's just jump in and take a look. Okay, we are going to look at the top six skills of UX design. And I I've done my analysis. I've I've pulled my UX design um, job listings. And here are the top six skills that I have found. Are you ready? Number one, qualitative research. Number two, quantitative research. Number three, persona building. Number four, user flows. Number five, low fidelity wireframes. And number six, high fidelity wireframes and prototypes. I put those together because they go hand in hand. If you make your high fidelity, if you make any wireframe clickable, that's a prototype. So I put those two together and um, because they go hand in hand. Okay, so again, Qualitative research, quantitative research, persona building, user flows, low fidelity wireframes, high fidelity wireframes, and prototypes. Those are the six skills that we are going to do over the next 90 days. Are you ready? Here's how we're going to break it down. Week number one, we are going to spend five days on quantitative research. So we're going to post a survey in multiple different online groups until we get a number of responses that we can pull quantitative data from. Is that the only way to do it? Nope. That's one way. And are you ready for this? This is big. We are going to spend five days on qualitative research. So we are simultaneously going to interview people. We can pick people from our surveys. We can pick other people. We are going to spend five days doing the first two skills simultaneously. Oh my gosh, I know. Mind-blowing. But that is the way I would recommend it because you've got to jump in and do it again and again and again. Research is about failing and looking somewhere else, failing and looking somewhere else. Ask any researcher, this is what it takes. So the more you can do it in that very first week, the better off you're going to be. We're diving into week number two. In week number two, I recommend three days on qualitative research. We're going to keep doing qualitative. And we are going to spend two days on personas. So three days on qualitative, two days on personas. Jumping into week three. We're going fast here. I hope you got a pen or pencil. Week three, three days of user flows, two days of low fidelity wireframes. Okay, keeping in mind, this is all self-selected. You don't need anyone to give you anything. You choose a project and you go for it, okay? And you just, you go through this with your self-selected project and you are already on week three. Let's jump into week four. Week four, we're going to do five days of user testing, which is more research, okay? We're going to do more research on that fourth week. Week five, we're going to do five days of high-fidelity wireframes, Week six, we're going to do five more days of high-fidelity wireframes and prototyping. So by that second week, we should be entering into the prototyping phase of high-fidelity wireframes. Okay, that means in six weeks, we have gone through the entire UX process with our self-selected. So weeks one through six, that's all self-selected. We are now on week seven. This is where your freelance project starts. Now, if you actually want to start your freelance project on in week seven, you will have had to start reaching out to people around week three. 
and connecting with them. That might sound crazy. That might sound like, oh my gosh, I'm in the middle of it. So if not, just spend that week seven finding your freelance project. That's okay. No problem. I know, I'm going to be honest, a lot of people that I meet, a lot of my students, they already have someone to give them a freelance project. They don't know it at that time. And believe me, I mean, I was a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, I don't have a network. I don't have a network of people. You can build a network very quickly. You only need like three people. Okay, just find the, the three people who are like the most go-getter in your network and ask them to introduce you to two people. Boom. Now you got three plus six. That's nine. Someone will have a project, believe me, in tech. Come on. I, I got to believe it. So if you believe it, you will find it. When in doubt, go ask an entrepreneur. She's always looking for free work. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we're going to keep going here. Week seven. Now we're going to do, what do you know? Five days of quantitative research, five days of qualitative research with simultaneously one day of persona. So this time we're doing our persona in that first week, okay, that first week of the freelance, which is week seven. Week eight, I want you to do one more day of the persona. I love doing personas over two days because it just gives you, a you step away, you come back. It's really, you'll find your holes. You'll definitely be in a better place. So week eight, day one, persona. Then you're going to do three days of user flows and then one day of low fidelity wireframes. So that's week eight, which is only the second week of your freelance project. You're already on wireframes. Amazing. Low fidelity, but still. Okay, week nine, you're going to do five days of user testing, and week 10, you're going to do five more days of user testing. You're getting better, you're scheduling them out, you're recording them, you're doing recommendations, you're really iterating through that, and you're getting amazing feedback. So I want you to do two weeks of it then. Week 11, you're on high fidelity wireframes. Week 12 and week 13, again, five days of high-fidelity wireframes. That's three straight weeks of five days of high-fidelity wireframes. You will have a ton of great information. Now, here's what you don't do, okay? Are you listening? Do not go to your wireframing tool, whatever that is, Figma, Envision, Sketch, Xure, and start listening to the tutorials. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You may watch an intro video just to get started and then just start doing it. Why? As you do it for your own wireframe, you will come across a problem. You won't know how to do something. Then you go to the tutorial to find out. That is the quickest way. You don't need to know everything. That's not going to help you. You just need to know what you need to know for your project. This is a really big deal. I know I have made this mistake a ton of times where I'm like, oh, let me, oh, I really need to know that feature or I need to know that feature. You don't need to know every feature. You need to create the wireframe that is right in front of you to completion. That is what you need to do. And I am saying five days, three weeks of that wireframing so that you can go back and iterate. You can get through all your wireframes and come back and make them even better and even better and even better. This is the time to do it. Okay. Now we're on week 14 and week 15, five days of prototyping. What this means is you're going to make everything interactive and then you're going to do some QA on it. You're going to test it, make sure it works. Go through, go through it from this perspective, go through it from that perspective, check, check this link from that page. And you're really going to take the time to make it amazing. So you're going to take two weeks on that. 
That's 10 days. Okay, we now have week 16, week 17, and week 18. Five days each week, portfolio, portfolio, portfolio. I want you to include feedback in that second week. So week one, you get a first draft of your portfolio done. Week two, send it to people that you're really nervous to send it to. If you're not nervous, don't send it to them. Their feedback doesn't matter. Someone you're really nervous and give them something of value. Hey, I really respect your opinion. You you are clearly an expert in this field. It would mean so much to me if you would give me feedback on this portfolio that I've spent the last 17 weeks putting time into. Do you see how much effort you and time you have put into this? Someone is going to help you because they know you're committed. It is infinitely more gratifying to help someone who is more committed than someone who's like, hey, what, you know, can I pick your brain? I don't know anything about picking brains. That isn't giving me any context. But if you say, I just spent the last 17 weeks really honing my UX skills, and I think you're amazing, you're an expert, and I want your opinion, that will get you far. And then offer them something of value. Yes, a custom is in America is to say a cup of coffee, but I would say even more, if you have been growing your network, can you introduce them to someone? Is there someone that you could, or you could just say, I'd be happy to you know, help you in any way that I could. I would be happy to give you more free work. I would be happy to whatever, just offer whatever you can to them and get one or two people that really scare the bejesus out of you. I don't know what that word means, but I say it to my kids all the time, that scare your bejesus out of you. And that is who you want feedback from. Why? Because how much more confident are you going to be going into that interview knowing that you have gotten feedback from someone totally amazing? Totally amazing. Okay, week 18, five days, you perfect that portfolio with using the feedback that you have gotten from the previous week. And if you're waiting on feedback from them, no problem, you'll be applying for jobs. You're applying for jobs because you already have a portfolio and it's only going to get better. So I like to say we apply for jobs and iterate our portfolio, apply for jobs and iterate on our portfolio. You can always make it better and then you'll know it's better. And that is what will help you have the confidence when you walk in there. So that is. 90-day plan to break into tech. And again, I know I broke this down for a UX designer. I get it. But the same darn thing applies to any other job. Social media, digital marketing, full stack JavaScript developer, Scrum master. You can apply all of these exact same tactics and techniques and do your own 90-day plan. I think it is really important. And let's say you go through this whole exercise and at the end of 90 days, you don't have a job. Okay, you still are so much further along than if you're like, oh, well, I think I'll learn this or I think I'll learn that. So I wanted to really dive in and get just hone in on exactly what this looked like. I hope that you found this super helpful. I would love it if you would leave a review of the podcast. We're getting really good feedback on it. And I know it helps a lot of people, So if you leave a review, then what's going to happen is other people are going to get a chance to see it and other women are going to get the resources that they need to get hired in tech. I would be so honored if you would leave a review. So thanks so much for being here with me today for 90 days to break into tech. I can't wait to talk to you next time. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, 
you have to sign up for the UR Techie email list. Imagine being in the tech job of your dreams. Join me to get the strategies, training, and never-ending support to get hired. Sign up at URTechie.com. That's Y-O-U-A-R-E-T-E-C-H-Y.com. I'll see you next time.